skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody whose relationship has fallen out from under him. But before we give you that stuff, we want to give you our <laughs> Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We yeah. can't even do our intro without fucking up. So, Yep, exactly. We don't even remember the script we've been saying once a week for five years. <laughs> And now three yes, times this a week. Is all to so say. Let's yeah. don't forget about that. We, <laughs> <laughs> we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. So it's Monday. And before we dive into today's letter... We're going to check in quickly on a quick check-in topic, which I'm stealing from something on the internet. <laughs> when I was scrolling uh, the interwebs the other day, I saw like a video come up in my Explore tab or, or whatever, and I, I don't know who it's from. You can I Googled it, and there is like a TikTok or something on YouTube, but <laughs> I don't TikTok? know if that's the original. A YouTube? <laughs> what? I don't know, man. <laughs> 
there's words somewhere on a video in the web in the sky somewhere. Uh-huh, anyway, they were just they were talking about like how everybody claims they have a type or like that that idea in relationships. And the idea the the new rephrasing or the new perspective to look at types with is that person isn't your type, they're your pattern. And of course, every one on the internet collectively vomited when they heard that. (laughs) And I was with them. You know, I was like, oh, God, that is so unfortunately real or true. Mm, Um, So we're just going to check in quickly about that. What do you think about that, Sam? Is there is there bile in your mouth right now? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, obviously I don't don't feel I don't feel attacked (laughs) by this. I think this this is probably pretty accurate for lots of us. yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense that like, you know, um, I think that like you and I have talked a lot about how attraction, I don't think is like immutable. I think that it is like it's learned in a lot of different ways. Um, and our attraction to particular types of people is probably based on like lots of different factors, some of which may be biological, but often are probably like cultural, social, like things we've learned about like, what, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, and of course then we fall into patterns where we're only attracted to a certain type of person or whatever it might be. Right. And then like, so it makes sense to me that like, I've always had this question of like type and like, what does that even mean? Like, how are you (laughs) like, the world is so full of like diverse bodies and experiences. And it's like, no, this is the only one I'm attracted to. (laughs) And it's like, uh, that doesn't make sense to me, right? I feel like we are so much. Yeah. I feel like we are so much more capable of being attracted to people. We just like limit ourselves in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I absolutely agree with this. Uh, and also, like, <laughs> there are definitely people who I am like deeply attracted to, and I'm like, that's a bad road to go mm-hmm. down. <laughs> that one is mm-mm, right. And I can like yeah. feel my body doing something, and I'm like, this is familiar and also dumb. Why are yeah. we? Why yeah. are we attracted to this type of asshole? <laughs> like, I still don't understand that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I I feel like half of my type slash pattern, if we're, if we're following this sort of school of sure, thought. I love it. Is has to do with like my nervous system, <laughs> like and like how and my attachment style, you know, and like, oh, do they show interest while being vague just enough or like pulling back just enough? Do they make me feel do they at the end of the day, do I feel like they're cool, but I'm not sure how I stand in there, you know, like in their eyes, do I have to prove something? Um, that would probably be my pattern or slash, slash type, like a cool person who is like emotionally irregular, <laughs> like, you know, like needs to take their emotional prunes. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. Funny. <laughs> what would your emotional prunes be? What would that be? I don't Therapy, know. Self-awareness. I yeah. Um, I do think like if you had to have a type in this world, in this conversation, that is a pattern, like how would you describe that type? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like, it's interesting because it's like, I can name like physical attributes that I am like attracted to. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, I like people with dark eyes. I'm married to a blue eyed man. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Like I'm very interested in people who have like darker hair. I'm also married to a man who has like very light brown hair. Right. Like we are all capable of doing things that are like 
or acting outside of our own type. But I think that like, uh, I fall into patterns around like the actual dynamics of the relationship and like how I get treated yes. in those relationships. Yep. Right. And I, that's a hundred percent what I'm referring to. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. I'm like, I am definitely, I definitely know that I have like, a some sort of like physical emotional reaction to people who are mean to me. <laughs> right. And I am like oh deeply attracted to them. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there's like definitely a part of me that is like, yes, if someone's mean to me, then that means that like I have to I have to win them over, which is like not something that I spend a lot of time doing because I don't as somebody who like doesn't necessarily feel like I need to like so nice. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I really I went off type with Peter and guess what? It worked really well. (laughs) Like it's definitely going great. Um, Yeah. Like people who have like very dominant personalities, I'm very attracted to, even though like I find them annoying most of the time. Right. Like it's like there's problematic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's like, I have, I know myself well enough to be like this person that I'm like drawn to in like a way that feels like uncontrollable is like not actually super helpful for me because those people tend to be the people that treat me the most poorly Boom. because there's like some sort yes. of wound in me that wants to be berated by an obnoxious person. <laughs> <gasps> that is so funny. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's the episode title. Um, I think my type slash pattern in this realm is somebody who confesses their profound and undying love for me within 48 hours of meeting me. We're we're so different. We're so, we have our stuff, you know, like similarly, we both have stuff, but our stuff is so different. (laughs) Our stuff is so different. I'm trying to think about like, you know what I could fall for before I like fully matured and actualized into myself and took my, you know, emotional prunes. (laughs) Was able to regulate that shit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think I would, I, you know, especially because my lifestyle in my 20s, I, I, I traveled a lot and moved a lot and was like always going to new cities for work. Mm-hmm. And so I met a lot of people who would like meet me and like confess their love for me <laughs> and, and like try to fuck up my whole life, you know? By, <laughs> like, I love your poetry. Let me mess you oh up. Oh my God, I love you. Like, <laughs> And I don't even mean that that's not that's coming off as like really pretentious. What what I'm trying to illustrate is just the pattern of people um, becoming really emotionally available to me and me and, and really affirming and me seeing that as something worth something sustainable and something that I needed to pursue because of the drama of it and not the actual like health or sustainability or actual interest in it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. My pattern would be like following the passion, even if the actual desire wasn't there. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's sure, real. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, 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 that's sure, profound. Sure. That is profound. It's not profound. It's <laughs> fucking petty and immature. And I'm so glad I'm out of that stage. Yeah, Honestly, well. I even, I remember being like tested by the universe when my wife came into my life mm. and then like somebody came around and they're like really intense and really fucking, um, hot and heavy emotionally. Do you know what I mean? Uh And I was, I like, I remember I I saw my life flash before my eyes. I could like go down this one path or like stay with the person that I was like obsessed with. (laughs) And I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. Bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think I just like, I just like Irish goodbye, that whole 
person. I was like, this is not, I'm not Irish fucking 25 anymore. Ghosted. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just meant like, I left their party. <laughs> yeah. I left the party of them anything. without saying anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just was like, this is sorry. This is, this is 2004 Sierra. I'm That's in so 2019 funny. or 18 or whatever. I had like a similar experience when I was like first dating Peter yeah. where I was yeah. like, I was at a, like a conference and there was this guy there and he was like, and he was an asshole. Yeah. And he was a <laughs> dick and like really talked a lot of game about how he wanted to like dominate our relationship. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. you're like, this is something's this is happening. Hot, but like, do I want <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It was like, I totally like, I had a moment of like, Oh, I can actually regulate this part of me, yes, right? Like that's, it's not uncontrollable. Breaking the pattern. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, I, was like, oh, I can just, I, I can just choose to walk away from this, even though yes. like it is really appealing. Like there are See? definitely things Our happening. Our stuff is the same. <laughs> Our stuff is different, but it is the same. <laughs> and I just was like, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Neat. This is I not going to be good was, for me. Was, I'll see you honestly, later. <laughs> it was, I was so grateful for that opportunity because I was already like so into my future spouse and like, so into that stage of my life and this person and everything. But it was, it was like the universe was like, are you sure? And I was like, no, definitely. I'm definitely am sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, are you sure? Here's a sparkly little thing over here. And I was like, no, thanks. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would have been like a really great 40 minutes of my life. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And then it would have been terrible. Yes, exactly. It just like felt awful afterwards. <laughs> All right, so let's get into today's letter. <laughs> let's do it. Sorry to the people on the internet that I can't credit. I mean, like, I could tell you right now what the YouTube account is that shows the, I don't know, TikTok on YouTube. I Googled it, and it's just showing up. It says the Light 7 is their account. I, I want to credit people. Okay, great. But, you know, sometimes I'm just, like, scrolling, and I see shit, uh -huh. and I remember it days later. Anyway. You want to get into this letter? He's nodding emphatically, you guys. <laughs> I thought you were stalling for time to find the letter, and I was like, we don't need to have a conversation while you find it. <laughs> I'm not. It's right in front of me. I'm just okay. trying to make the flow, dude. <laughs> well, you, All right. You said it in a way that was like, are you ready for this letter? And I was like, I know that's probably going to be never cut. I claim to be smooth, man. <laughs> I am Those so ready for this letter. Let's get into it. <laughs> right. It is from Tori Sheriff, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing to us from Indiana. I was in a monogamous five-year uh, relationship through ages 18 to 23 with a girl, she, her, and it ended suddenly two weeks after she started her internship. The relationship was one of dreams. We were both very much in love and with one another, and we were so communicative. It was both of ours only relationship. Our friends would always talk about how healthy we are and how great we are and how we complement one another. She had this anxious go, go, go personality while I was chilled and laid back. We balanced one another out when needed. The relationship never uh, had many issues other than some bumps and bruises, but we always worked through it. We would only get into maybe two to three fights a year, um, and it would always end up with either of us expressing our needs, and we would learn and grow to become better for one another. 
This year, things were still going just as good. I've always been very supportive of her throughout our entire relationship. She eventually got an internship across states and she wanted to pursue it, but didn't want to leave home. I would support her because she wanted to pursue this. She would only be away for four months, but it would be so pivotal for the start of her career. Her last day we spent watching movies and just enjoying each other's company as we always do. Nothing was out of the usual. The goodbye was so sad as neither of us wanted to leave as we wouldn't see each other for a bit. I was planning to come out to the state she was in to visit and such, and I was excited to go and see what the scenes were like with her, as we both love camping and scenic areas. The first two weeks were good. She called me all the time during the whole relationship, like five times a day. A week after the first two weeks of the internship, the calls and texts randomly fell off. I then expressed how I felt about not receiving anything, and she gave me paragraphs about how busy she was. I felt hurt because I told her how I felt and that was the response I got that she was just too busy. I said, I just hope you're not too busy for me. Like one text is good. The next day she sends me a very small text, just wishing me a good day, which is whatever, because at least she texted me, you know, Uh, but that was it for the whole day. The next day we text a little and I'm still feeling something as weird as she has never liked this. Throughout our whole relationship, she has never seemed so distant. I felt horrible. I didn't know what to do. I called her the following days and the calls were like, quote, oh, I'm about to do this with my friend or, oh, sorry, you call me when I'm about to do something all the time. She was doing things with her new intern friends, so I wasn't mad about that, but I was more upset that she wasn't calling me. She knows when she has free time, but she wouldn't spend that time on me, so it hurt. The next day, I called her and let her know we have to talk because now I'm insecure and need more reassurance as my mind is racing as to how suddenly distant she was being. It hurt my whole soul. We have the call and she is crying, saying, I feel so selfish and tells me she needs time to focus on her career and herself. My soul was crushed at this point. I don't think she cheated on me or anything like that. We have always been truthful to one another. I just don't understand how she could drop me this easily. The internship is only four months and I was going to visit and she was going to come back midway. I just can't wrap my head around why she would do this. She said how good of a boyfriend I was and how she will always love me. I just can't wrap my head around what happened. I currently don't know if we are on a break or what. I asked her if she sees us together in the future and she said she doesn't know and that was painful. I just don't know where we are. I hope we can get back together, but something deep down is telling me that she doesn't see that spark in the relationship as I do. I think this could be the long distance relationship on top of all of the work that she has to do. And maybe she was dealing with so much stress that she needed to drop something and that something was me. It sucks to be the best man you can be for her. And my best still wasn't what she wanted. What are your guys thoughts on this? All right, Tori, thank you so much for writing uh, to us and asking us this question. Um, I'm so sorry. This sucks. Uh, You said it. That was the last sentence of your letter, right? It sucks when you are trying your best and your best still doesn't feel like it's enough for somebody. Um, And to have a relationship of four years, kind of five years, kind of fall apart, um, you know, really suddenly, right? Like she was gone for two weeks and then it was kind of over or wherever it is you are now in the sort of 
moving of this relationship. Um, it sucks. It sucks. Breakups suck. Uh, long distance relationships are often really challenging as well. Um, you know, moving through life and having big experiences like new jobs or new places or whatever it might be kind of disrupt what was working really well is just such a challenge. Right. Um, and unfortunately that's what heartbreak is, right? That's kind of what happens in life is that, um, things that we hold dear change, uh, in ways that we can't see them the same anymore. Um, relationships that we want to hold on to, um, break up, um, you know, people move away and we lose touch with them. And I don't say that in a way to, to say like, oh my God, everything is terrible. And, and we just have to deal with it. I say that in a way to say that part of the inevitability of life is change, right? That things are absolutely going to uh, change for good and sometimes for bad for us. And and part of what we have to do is figure out how we're going to move through that change in a way that um, holds the tender parts of us that are sad and hurting and in pain because of that change um, and also recognize what we need to do to help figure out what comes next for us. So Sierra and I are going to talk a little bit about how to hold yourself and also how to decide how you want to move forward uh, right after this break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. 
That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Welcome back, y'all. And Tori, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. I, like Sam, am just holding your heart in this episode um, as gently as I can. I, you know, all breakups and separations hurt. And they can particularly hurt when you feel like you are not in in the light on things when you're being kept in the dark or when communication is irregular or when it comes out of nowhere, like all of the feelings that you're feeling about, like, this isn't adding up. This doesn't make sense. I want you to just take a moment and be like, it makes sense that I'm really confused right now. I'm not missing something, right? Like you're not, you're not, it's not that you didn't try hard enough, It's not that you are misinterpreting something and you need to like go back to your text or whatever. It is confusing. This is confusing to two strangers, right? Um, The way that this relationship that was seemingly going really well ended, it's that's that's hard and confusing and it doesn't make sense. And it might never make sense uh, because sometimes And this is like the hardest pill to swallow. Like sometimes relationships just end because the participants in that relationship are so vastly complicated and they, and you are so uniquely different from your ex and you two just weren't in alignment. You know, even, even if you thought you were all of a sudden she was going about her life and then realized that something needed to change. And I, for one, I really wish that it happened differently. Uh, not just for your sake, but for, for, for hers too. I wish that um, she had a little bit more ownership or clarity on what she wanted so that she could communicate that with you with a little bit more effectiveness. You know what? There's no judgment here because I've been on both sides of this separation. Like I have been the person who's, who has separated out of the blue and, and who didn't have the answers and who all I could say was you're such a good partner and I'm so selfish and I'm so sorry. Um, 
but I also have been the person that just wants to know why, just wants to understand what I could have done differently, why I wasn't worthy enough or whatever. But that sort of seeking for an answer for a reason, it, it's, it's not going to soothe this. It's not going to soothe this to, to, she doesn't have the answers either. I don't think. Yeah. I was going to say, right. I think she's also confused, <laughs> you know, like, I think like this experience that, that you're having of, you know, she goes away and suddenly she's like, I, I don't want this anymore. Right. Like maybe it feels like there's some sort of clarity that she is withholding from you, but, you know, having seen a lot of different relationships come and go in the lives of my friends and in lots of different ways, um, my guess is, is that she is just as confused as you are. Right. Because, and because she, left this place. She went to a new city and, and, you know, new experiences, new places offer us different perspectives on things. Right. And, and suddenly it's like this thing that I really cared about that I spent a lot of time in is, is like not as important to me as this other thing that I'm trying to spend more time on in this new place. Cause I'm surrounded by people who are talking about that and doing that thing. Right. Like I, I wish that I could say that she like knows exactly what it is and you could somehow pry that information from her, but I don't think that's what's happening. I think that she's also confused because this is the first time that she's ever experienced something like this as well, right? This is the first time that she's moved to a different place and looked back at her relationship and thought, maybe this isn't working for me. So it's I, like Sierra said, it feels confusing because it is confusing. It's not that somebody is necessarily withholding something. It's not that there's like a nugget of clarity that you can suddenly arrive at where everything will feel better. It's It feels confusing because it is confusing. It feels hard because it is hard. It feels frustrating because it is frustrating. All yes. of those things are true. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I know that part of your onus in writing into us was to try to get answers, right? Mm -hmm. Was to try to see what we could see from this information, you know? And unfortunately, as Sam said, like, we don't have the answers either, especially as two like non-participants in the relationship. But I do know um, that I am probably most interested in how are you taking care of yourself during this time in a way that is not centering your ex or this relationship, mm. but instead, how are you centering yourself and moving forward and taking care of yourself and feeling good about yourself? Like, what does your world look like without this relationship in, in its core, in its center? Mm -hmm. And I know what you're going to say. I know you're going to say, I don't know. You know, five years is a long time, especially during those really pivotal formative years. And this is another thing that I want to say. It's, uh, it's okay for you to not know what your world looks like right now. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely normal for your world to turn to feel upside down right now. Mm. But that does not mean there is not an abundance of world and experience and emotions and joys for you to experience outside of this one pivotal transformative love. And again, like I, I, I know you write into a relationship advice podcast about this breakup and you want answers and you want to know what, what went wrong and you want to know how you can fix it, how you can rectify this. Um, but all I can offer you 
is the reassurance that there is life outside of this breakup. There's love outside of this breakup. There's joy outside of this breakup. And one day, it might not be any day soon, but one day you can see this as an opportunity to commit to yourself, to, to commit to um, things that make you feel good. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's never going to feel good to look at this relationship and think, I did all that I did and it still wasn't enough. It might feel, uh, what am I trying to say? It, there's clarity in that sometimes, you know, there, there, I hope that you can reach the point where you can say, I understand that some people just aren't meant for me and I'm not meant for everyone. Mm -hmm. And even though I did my best and I'm deeply deserving of love and joy and affection, this person just couldn't reciprocate it. So Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to not, I'm not going to fight this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seek that joy and love and affection from other people who can give it to me in a much healthier and more willing way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this, this path of getting through heartbreak, uh, looks different for everyone. Right. And, and folks need different things in this. Um, but I would encourage you to think about, um, how are you taking care of yourself? So like basic stuff around like eating, you know, taking a shower, getting outside, doing what you need to do um, in order to sort of like keep going, kind of add some normalcy to what might feel like a time when nothing could possibly ever be normal again. Um, And then I want you to think about doing what feels good, right? I remember um, when my dad died uh, and my therapist told me that really important thing, which was that like, this was not a time of self-growth. It was a time of self-maintenance. And one of the things that she told me was do something that feels good every day, right? Which is, could be eating a bunch of ice cream, right? Could be going for a walk, could be watching your favorite movie, could be uh, meeting up with a friend, but, but just deciding in the moment what would feel good right now, rather than saying, what's the best thing? What's the thing I should be doing? How should I be learning from this? How can I be thinking about my future self and what that future self is gonna be and how that future self is gonna grow from this heartache, but instead thinking in the moment, right? Especially in those moments where it's just like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Saying to yourself, what would feel good right now? Right. What is a thing that would feel good? Um, because you need to be cared for in this moment. You need to be loved and held. Um, and, and sometimes we can ask other people to do that for us. Uh, and sometimes we can do it for ourselves as well. So, um, I hope that that helps you sort of think about like, what does the immediate future look like? How does it, what does it look like for me to get not to some sort of like enlightened place at the end of this relationship where I have full clarity and I hold no resentment towards this woman. Right. But instead thinking about like, uh, what am I doing in this moment to sort of get to tomorrow, to get to the next hour, to get to whatever it is, because that's important too. Yeah. I totally agree. On that note, really quickly, a uh, shout out to our Just Break Up like private Facebook group mm. where we've got 3,000 of our listeners on there and people post questions and get advice from one another. And I'm not on there very often, but occasionally I'll do my 
Facebook creeping. And recently <laughs> somebody posted something that was like um, basically saying that they went through like a really sudden upsetting breakup and it affirmed some fears, and but they weren't really looking for advice on that. They wanted to know what people did to get through breakups, to mm. get through the mud. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What did you do to get through those first couple of fucking terrible months? And the and the responses were so cool because it was anywhere from like getting up with the sun or going to a really crazy yoga class or listening to these podcasts or or going out with friends. You know, it was so like it was it was the spectrum of what got me through. You know, Mm. so I encourage you to check out the Facebook group to post something. If you feel comfortable asking for help, you can post anonymously as well. And uh, and we wish you the best of luck. I know this is painful and I know there are no good answers in all of this. But Sam and I know that you deserve uh, communication, honesty, safety, healing. You deserve all of those things um, and you can give them to yourself. So good luck. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all about all matters of the heart at JustBreakupPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and music. And remember, sometimes there are no good answers. Sometimes we can spend days, months, years seeking for clarity that just doesn't exist. Sometimes it is just confusing or painful or unfair. That is unfortunately a part of life. But if we surrender to that, if we just accept the fact that not all things are wrapped up perfectly, not all things make sense, we can find some clarity in that and healing. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>